0: Day out there. I just teasing and a little bit, making her smile. Uh, great day here in sunny slope. The sun's just tipping on top of the mountains. The weather is absolutely ideal outside and couldn't be much prettier day. Anyway, welcome to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show where we can talk and, and we can listen. We can all talk and we can all listen. You can talk, I can listen. We can talk about all kinds of fun things to grow here in the desert. We're special. We're in a subtropical zone. That means we can grow tropical plants, great citrus, all kinds of, you know, desert plants that Sonoran deserts and other deserts throughout the world. We have plants here from virtually every continent and yeah, lots of fun things to grow. We have all different kinds of styles, lots of different vegetables and plants here you didn't see here 20, 30 years ago. And uh, also a few things that we used to grow that, yeah, maybe there's not so popular anymore. Anyway, we start off with wide open phones. We have the lovely Shira here on phones and music. All you have to do is give her a call, 602-277-5827-277-KTR. We could talk about the, you know, the garden of your dreams, the garden that you want to make your dreams, the garden that you want to go away. Um, you know, all the summer heat, the different damage you did to plants. But, you know, fortunately we're here in the Arizona desert. And in the low desert here, this is like our spring. In other places, it's cold all winter. You don't want to be outside. You know, here it's 115, 18, uh, you know, for a month at a time. It's not much fun. But right now, the weather's perfect to grow plants. You can grow anything from vegetables like, you know, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, kale, lettuce. You can grow root crops like rutabaga turnips, if you want to grow those, but you should also grow some nice garlic and onions and carrots and radishes all do really well this time of year. And, uh, then we get around to our citrus you can plant citrus here almost anytime, but this is a very good time. And the nice part about citrus, it's our winter season. So we're going to be able to taste a lot of varieties and it'll be ripening up over the next, you know, few months and, uh, one after the other from lemons and tangelos and, you know, pomelos and all kinds of grapefruit and different things. And then we could, uh, Plant our stone fruits now. It's actually a really good time to plant peaches, plums, apples, pears, those kind of things. You plant them right now, they root out through the winter. You'll have a nice Pretty plant, come spring, and it'll grow about twice as fast. Now, the one thing that I haven't mentioned yet is what makes the desert special, is we grow some of the most beautiful flowers, uh, annuals, things like geraniums, petunias, pansies, snap stalks. You can grow cyclamen for the holidays. But this is the time of year to plant them when we have a wonderful season. You know, a lot of places like to use bulbs, but they're in those places where they've only got a month to grow a flower. You know, here you can plant geraniums or petunias, and uh, you can have flowers and bloom from now through uh the summertime through actually the end of June. So a lot of fun things to do, lots of directions to go. Call us up, give Shira a call, lead the lead the direction, lead the charge, we'll talk about whatever it is you wanna grow, and most importantly, if you have something different you're growing at home or a different style or a way to do things that we might help us all, we would love to hear from you. Once more, the number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR, Ray and Mesa, good morning, Ray. Good morning. Happy Sunday. To you as well.
2: I'm, <laughs> I have five put red push pistache trees in my backyard, and Summer really did the number on two of them in the middle. I'm looking right at them, and, and the leaves are just kind of curling up brown. What do you
0: think? More water? Well fertilizer? less water. Less 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 less, 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 less water. Um, you know, with the problem with pistachios is they're very susceptible to phytophthora and some root funguses. And um oh. that's like getting athlete's feet, and it's usually from having too much water. Um, this time of year, how long have they been in? Um I'm gonna guess eight years. Okay. So they didn't don't need water more than about once a month right now. From now all oh, the way through Terrific. Um, you know, so I back way off the water, they're not going to use much. But if you're having some leaf damage, there's a couple things that insects and things that will damage the leaves, you know, minorly. But if it looks like they're droopy and weak and like in the whole tree looks that way, I would treat it immediately with something for the fungus. And what you could use, it would be best is a product called Monterey disease control and you could actually okay. use that with copper sulfate. You could use the two together. They're fine, and that's pretty good at stopping phytophthora fast. But if you see ones that the whole foliage looks limp, that's a bigger issue. If you have a few bad branches on the inside, I wouldn't be too concerned.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at five of them, and number three and number four mm-hmm. are real thin, and I know we're getting come close to season, but leaves are all curled up and brown sort of on those two only, and the other... The end the trees are fine. They're bigger trees too, thicker trees.
0: Okay, they're cr- all right. I'll- yeah, but basically, I yeah, just want to be careful, Ray, not to overwater them. Um, you say they're curled up, but but they're but they're they're still have some green to them. They're green and brown.
2: Um, yes, okay. uh, 50,
0: 50 almost. Yeah, but they're not limp.
2: Uh no, okay. no, not uh, limp. You just but the leaves are and the end. They're very dark brown, and the center they're green. How about does that okay. make
0: sense? Yeah, that does. I mean, that could be too much fertilizer. It could be, you know, they're pretty salt tolerant, but potentially it could be some salt burn. But I don't think it's, you know, it's real scary with, with pistachios that the whole tree turns limp because that means you probably have a fungus. But if the whole tree not limp, I wouldn't worry too much about them. I would fertilize them while they're dormant sometime around Valentine's Day. And then, Yeah, yeah. You know, pick up uh, maybe a two once every two-week uh, water schedule after they leaf back out in the uh, spring. But if you water them okay. real deep, kind of like mimicking flood irrigation, you know, this time of year, flood irrigation is usually monthly, and, and that's fine. And even in the heat and the hottest days in the summertime, you know, watering once every two weeks deep is plenty.
2: Got it. All right. That's uh, Yeah, we didn't know which direction to go, and I appreciate that very much. Well, thank you, Ray. Yeah, it
0: varies from different kinds of trees, but it's just one that uh, notably has only problems when it's too wet. Interesting. Thank you very much for the tip. Thank you, Ray. Have a nice weekend. You too. Bye bye. Well, that leaves us with some open phones, folks. The number to call 602 277 5827, 277 KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM, KTAR. Give sure a call and uh, we'll get you up after Elaine on the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Good morning, Elaine.
3: Hi. Oh my gosh, I got right through, Brian. Well, it's and easy I got at the I'm calling you. Pardon?
0: Pardon? I said, it's easy at the beginning of the show. It's a little harder later on.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. I said, I've gone two weeks without calling you. That's a miracle. Oh, so, <laughs> Okay. So I have finally got, a. it's not, it's a, a designated. It's only designated for my garden, a, a water system, the sprinkles. And what I want to know is how often in my vegetables should I, for how long and how um for how long and how many days a week should I do my vegetables?
0: Well, Elaine, you say it's sprinkles, so it's like a spray system?
3: Yeah, it's, also, it's what, yeah, it's supposed to stick up mm-hmm. out of the ground and kind of put out a spray.
0: Okay. So, um, you know, depends on what, what vegetables you have and what states you have them in. You know, when you're planting new vegetables or yeah. seeds, you run it a couple times a day, and that'll help things, you know, the, so we don't get crusty soil and the plants can come up easier. But for most soils... Well, everything- Okay, go ahead. So is your soil like just a mixture of some compost and mulch or dirt or what's right, it?
3: I, I've used a lot of – I've used mushroom compost this year, mm-hmm. and I've, I've added a blood meal and blood um, bone meal to it. Um, and I'm very afraid of overdoing anything because I lost it one year because I overdid everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's quite large. It's all in containers, 5 okay. down containers, One's in a six-by um, – four foot wide wooden container but everything else is pretty small like five gallons three uh, six gallons that kind of a thing
0: so for most plants elaine you're going to be able to tell kind of when they're wilty and not when they're wilty late in the afternoon when it's hot earlier in the season but if they're wilty at all in the morning and it's going to depend a lot on how did you use any real natural native soil mixed into your potting mix and your
3: No, I'm in mean the uh, no. Well, it was one point it had it, and I'm sure this is about my fifth year of having it.
0: Okay, so it's mostly just composted, so it should drain, should drain fairly fast and retain some water. So, you know, that being said, you know, for most plants established after they're getting some size to them and been in for three or four weeks, probably twice a week is <clears throat> going to be plenty but but just okay. watch them and they'll let you know and if they're if they look wilty yeah. in the morning then chances are they're going to be too dry and then they need to be watered then
3: yeah and how long how long do you think i should water them
0: well long enough for the water to run through the container and out the bottom so we want to leach any okay and we we don't want it to build up any right. so just so as soon as it okay. runs out the bottom should be fine
3: okay and then one more question i have this stuff that i bought a while back and well it was in um, it's called Osmocote uh-huh. uh, 15912 Plus. Right. And it says it's a six month fertilizer.
0: Well, here in the desert, it's usually about, well, this time of year, it'll be about three months. In the summertime, it's about two. So, but you okay. can fertilize and with that right now, and you shouldn't have to feed again till March.
3: With anything else? That's awesome. Well, it's a nice, See, can slow I put it in water?
0: Parents. Pardon? Can I put it in water? No, it works just the opposite, Elaine. How it works is it's got it's coated so that it releases slowly so uh-huh. it doesn't all go out at one time. You know, just the opposite. So of miracle. I have Bro to dig it rain. down in? No. You put it on top of the soil because you have those little spray stakes that are spraying in there. Oh. So the water will spray on them. You can kind of scratch it in around the top, but you want to have it up on okay. the top because you want it to break down and leach down in the soil. Or you can just put it right oh. on top of the soil and it'll break down as well.
3: And then I use fish oil, too. Should I stop using that when I'm using well, this? Or? it's
0: pretty hard to give up some you know, good products that we like. So if you want to use that in addition to your your fish emulsion, that'd be fine.
3: Okay. Okay. You answered all my questions. Have a wonderful Sunday, and thank
0: you so much. You, too. Thanks, Elaine. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have two lines available. You can give the lovely Shira a call at 602-277-5827. We're here every Sunday in the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We'll be right back.
4: Has broken
5: like the first morning, that bird has spoken like the first bird, praise for the sea.
0: that song one of these days when morning actually broke right whenever it was on, on schedule. You know, the days are getting shorter. Light uh, time is getting less, and uh, it's a beautiful time to get out and enjoy the evening. It's just been fantastic. Uh, back to the phones. Next up, we have uh, Mr. Paul and Gilbert. Hi, Paul.
6: Uh, good morning, sir. Hi. Uh, Local's TV station had uh, one of your competitors on talking about an airborne fungus. I have... 38 trees on my property. I'm in uh, County Island in Gilbert, uh, South of Elliot West of Val Vista behind Gilbert high school. Mm-hmm. And I believe I'm losing my trees one by one. What and kind, he said what, what that kind of trees uh, uh, you got about, the, uh, pine, uh, elm, Jacaranda, uh, mesquite tree and it's getting that black film on the trunks. Okay. And the leaves are, Started turning brown two months ago, and whole limbs are dying. Well, the
0: black is a I... sooty canker, Paul. Ah, okay, and it can be caused by pruning, or it can be airborne, and um, mm-hmm. it's it's reasonable to try and kill it. And usually, the reason why a tree will be infected with it's because of the heat and not enough water. So, you know, this summer back in July, we had the really hot temperatures. Right. You know, the trees got stressed, and when your trees are stressed, they're weak, and then they can certainly get funguses and other problems. The treatment for well, I, get, it, I uh,
6: get SRP irrigation, so— Okay,
0: but sometimes that's not enough. You know, usually in Gilbert it is because we have pretty heavy clay soil. Mm-hmm. You know, but for most places it, it's— But, you know, even that, if you're not getting a deep enough irrigation, you know, that once every two-week watering, cannot be enough. I mean, what we do at the farm level is we'll order an extra irrigation. So whenever the water— you know, like last year in July is that hot. And if you have a big mm-hmm. enough port, you know, place where you can order yourself, or you can usually work with the schedulers in San Haro's, but you can get an extra irrigation when it's that hot. So if it's going to stay over 110, 15 for a week, I would change the irrigation. I would add an extra one in between and go once a week for a few weeks. And that I, I've really been help.
6: adding, uh, uh, well, they, well, they didn't have the other um, bug killing stuff. They had
0: fertile loam, tree and shrub drench. Okay, well, what you need to treat the tree with, okay, is a couple things. You need to, number one, you need to prune out any limbs that are peeling bark already, and you Mm -hmm. have to work with cut to cut. You want to cut the dead out where the sooty canker is very noticeable and take those limbs out, but you also want to sterilize your tools in between cuts, you know, because Mm -hmm. you can spread the sooty canker yourself. And then we've had pretty good luck with a product called Monterey Disease Control, and it's a it's bacillus 747, and it basically is systemic and go put on the foliage and on the roots and it goes through the tree and arrests the sooty canker. So we've had pretty good luck with it. And the other thing Uh, would be... a dose of fertilizer. Well, your Gilbert
6: store said that this stuff was better than that stuff. So they sold me that, the Fertilome brand.
0: Well, maybe it is. If it's the same active product, I'm not familiar with that brand. There's also one, if you have ag friends, called Double Nickel, if you wanted to buy like a 2.5-gallon container, and it's mm-hmm. the same active ingredient. But it's Bacillus yeah, aquifilus 747.
6: Yeah, this is um,
0: I-M-I-D-A-C-L-P-R-I-D, yeah, but, whatever that it's is. And for insects. Okay, so that's ah, different. Y- yeah. So ah. chloropid is for see if we're going to have can- sooty canker, it's going to be black and powdery. That that's basically a fungal problem. Okay. Mm. Chloropid, um, like a lot of things, like pecan trees this year, and and then through the winter time, like on those pine trees, there's a lot of aphids and things that feed on trees, and you right. can tell by because there'll be sticky and things underneath. That's what the chloropid does. Okay. So there are two different things you're treating for with two different types of products.
2: Okay.
6: Okay. So I got to try to get the other stuff.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we'll you know we'll have it at the nursery, but it depends on what you're treating. Okay, so when you have right. st- the trees get sticky, st- sticky and kind of sappy on the outside, and especially if you've uh, no. been under a pecan it's, tree, well, it's dry
6: on the outside on on the barks.
0: I yeah, mean, but the problem well, some of the bark is peeling off. Right, if the bark's peeling off, that's city canker. It could can also be uh. sunburn too. But I mean, the thing is, what you want to do is get the trees healthy. So you want to fertilize them, and if we're going to treat for sooty canker, we're going to do that with the Monterey Disease Control, okay? Okay. Or any any product that has Bacillus aqua, aquafillus 747. Just remember Bacillus okay. 747. If you look on the label, if that's what it is, it'll work.
6: So I should fertilize all these trees now and use that well, stuff in it, each one.
0: It wouldn't be bad at all. Good time to fertilize the pine trees and things. It's not going to hurt the jacarandas if they're big. If you could fertilize mm-hmm. oh, like some citrus food before the next flood irrigation, you know, mm-hmm. go out and put holes in around the drip lines and feed them, um, that will definitely be beneficial. But you want to do it right away or a little later than you. I'd like to see you do it in October, but you can go ahead and do it right now as well.
6: Yeah, we get water next week.
0: Yeah, so just to and have and the these trees are all
6: 30 fertilized. years old
0: now. <laughs> no, I understand, but we, we want him to be 60 years old someday. Yeah, I do. All right. <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. I'll Thanks, try pal. it all. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Rob in North Phoenix. Hi, Rob.
2: Hey there. Uh, I had a question. Uh, I've been having some uh, speckles, and my leaves on my uh, Big Jim Pepper,
0: and even my mums as well, are uh, curling up. Uh, now, I, I have a regular jalapenos as well. They're doing all right. They did get
2: those big, uh... Caught worms and whatever they are on with the big horns. They, they're
0: probably uh, curling from thrip this time of year. If you go out and take the leaves and you beat them against a piece of white paper, and if you're as old as me, yeah. put your best glasses on, you'll see a little orange kind of creature kind of walking by, and those are thrip. Okay. okay. And the thrip come in cycles, and, and that you know there's beneficial things like ladybugs and wigs and things that eat the thrip. But if you have a lot of curling on, you know that would be thrip. You could spray it with an organic product called spinosad. And you could buy spinosad at most any nursery or garden center. And if you would mix okay. that with like a little bit of a neem oil, and use a combination yeah. of neem oil and spinosad this time of year, it'll work pretty well. And as the weather cools off, they're not going to be procreating quite as quick as they were in the summertime. And then as spring comes, we'll get some more, you know, beneficials to feed on them. But it might be that this time of year, you know, a dose of spinosad with some neem oil would be, be in order. All right. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thank Rob. You. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next, we've got, uh, looks like, Julian Chandler. Hi, Julie.
7: Good morning, Brian. How are you?
0: Oh, enjoying the morning. And you?
7: Me too. I'm just parked at South Mountain getting ready for a nice hike.
0: Oh, man. It's, it's that's you know, I grew up in Sunny Slope, and I do love these mountains, but I love sunrise from the top of South Mountain.
7: Oh, I'm excited. I bought a um, red push pistache from you last weekend. Mm-hmm. I actually met you at the tree farm. And uh, I'm. Uh, if all goes well, they'll be planting it on Friday. And I just want to know how you would exactly water it for the next three years. <laughs>
0: for the next three years? Oh, we just don't want to yeah. talk about the next. Anyway, it's pretty simple how <laughs> we're going to exactly water it for the next three years. First off, they're okay. going to plant it and they're going to water. If we're planting it for you, they're going to water it in from the bottom up. So then you'll want to water it a couple times the first week to make sure the ground around it's real saturated, and they'll leave a well around the tree. You can just let a hose run slow on it for a couple hours, you know, a couple times the first week, and then you want to go to weekly watering because it's a new tree, okay? And you can keep up the watering once a week um, until about mid December. And then if it gets cold, like it typically does, uh, then you could go to once every two weeks until it loses its leaves. It's going kind to of lose its leaves normally middle or January. And it won't uh, put leaves out again back until the first of March. So while it's dormant, there's not really a lot of reason to water it at all. So January and February, you know, after it loses its leaves, really doesn't need much, if any, water. And then somewhere like a little bit, you know, after Valentine's Day or so, I would put some fertilizer out of water real deep one time. And then if you'll water it for the rest of the year once you know once every two weeks and keep that kind of up forever, um, that would be great. Cutting the water off completely in December and January. Okay, great. And then,
7: because I don't have a drip system right now, I will just be using a hose
8: to just a slow trickle for a couple hours. That's the
0: very best way to water anyway, because you're out there paying attention and enjoying the outdoors. And you'll be standing on your tree when it's large. It'll be cool. And you guys will be out and be friends.
7: <laughs> I'm super excited for it. Well, thank um, you, Julia. We are going to be planning it um, very close to, uh, hopefully as close to the tree we lost. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how far out can I, it is about five feet enough. Oh, that's plenty. Uh-huh. It's through. just enough
0: so we can okay. get the tree in the ground. I mean, we're not going to dig a big trunk out for you, but you know, if we get out from the center where most any big tree was five feet, we should be fine.
7: Awesome. Thank you very much and enjoy your day.
0: You as well. Bye-bye. Uh, Joe and Mesa. Good morning, Joseph.
5: Um, yes. Uh, hi. Um, I'm having a real tough time, uh, trying to grow tomato plants. I I have a uh, grow box uh, thing and I I put them in seeds in a flower pot and they grow to about four or five inches. When Mm -hmm. I go to transfer for them, they die. Uh, They die in the grow box and I'm in an area where uh, I I don't get much morning sun, but uh, after after nine thirty I get a lot of sun, mm-hmm. and uh, I just can't figure out why they're dying on me. Well,
0: that should be a good you know location this time of year. I mean, it's not going to be very nice next summer, but growing for the winter time, they're going to enjoy being you know in, in the sun. Um, you know, and starting from plants like that, uh, if, you might. But it kind of tells me you might have a problem with the soil in your in your flower box. What what did you use in the box? Your garden bed for soil uh,
5: i used uh miracle grow uh, uh, okay
0: well that should be yeah. fine so that should grow uh one trick is when you're transplanting tomatoes you want to plant them deeper than when they come out are you using them and right. are you using like jiffy pots where you can plant the whole pot
5: um yeah i i actually used uh use this uh, i'm starting to use like the red cups and put and put them in when they they seed up and Well, you'd be better off,
0: uh, Joe, to go out and go ahead and buy some, like, Jiffy Pots or some kind of a pot that's made where you can put the whole pot in the ground, okay? So, Jiffy Pots, they have, like, a fiber pot or a mesh pot, and they're real easy. You soak them up, you plant right in the little pot, and then when you're ready to put them in the ground, you just plant the whole pot in the ground. So those will be easier okay. for you on transplanting. And then you want to make sure you plant them a little deeper than they grew in your in your pot. So if you have a pot and you got a five or six inch tall tomato plant, you'd want to plant it two inches deeper than it was in the pot.
5: Right. Right. So so you don't think it's because of the, the, the sun? Uh, no, I think sun? it's,
0: well, if, you, if you're going from the shade into the sun and you're doing that, you know, back in September, that would be hard on them because it was really hot out yeah. there. But, you know, this yeah. time of year, it won't be a problem. Now you just really have to be mindful of the frost and watch the cold weather. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll keep trying. All right. Good luck, Joe. Well, you can always come buy bigger plants and stick them in that are already acclimated at the nursery and you could have tomatoes on them right now. I mean, we have really nice one. Yeah. And
5: and how long, how long, uh, how long can you keep them right up till it gets uh, hot in the summer?
0: They'll last. Most varieties will last until June. Hey, Joe, I'll okay. let you go. we got a hard break, but have a nice weekend. Mr. Troy Barrett's in the studio, folks. We're going to be live. We're going to find out what's happened in the world. We'll be right back after the news with Troy Barrett with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. In the interim, you can give Sure a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Christopher.
5: Questions to our deal as our days decide.
0: full Sunday morning out. We do have two lines available. Miss Shearer is back here smiling playing Winnie the Pooh songs. Uh, Give her a call. 602-277- 5827-277- KTAR. Let's see. Next up, we've got Tim over in Chandler. Hi, Tim. Good morning, Brian. Morning to you, sir. I
2: have a Question for you here. I'm seeing all these beautiful winter lawns out, and mine's not so beautiful. The grass has come in great, but I'm fighting clover. Any ideas?
0: Already? <laughs> so yep. you planted ryegrass, and you have a lot of voxels coming up right now already. So what you can do, uh, Tim, do you have trees in the lawn? Yes. Do you um, You have to be careful? You can use a 2,4-D product, okay? 2,4-D is like weed-be-gone, and it's a selective herbicide. It'll kill the oxalus, and it won't kill the grass. So that you know, you can actually apply that pretty safely. But you want to keep it out from under the roots. Now, you don't put it right on the roots of the trees. And you also want to put it on when the weather's cooler, so you can either apply it earlier in the morning or wait another week until the weather's going to be down the 70s
2: sounds good. In theory, the problem is most of the clover is coming from around the roots on the
0: jacaranda. Well, you, your jacaranda is just not shady enough. Or it shouldn't be there. <laughs> um, you sure it's oh, not? 40-year-old sure like jacaranda. You, you, you sure what you have is not uh, actually dichondra? Does the clover uh, stuff stay I around? I don't know. I'll have to take a picture and compare it. Pardon? Yeah. yeah. I, probably if it's up this time of year, it's probably dichondra, which is a perennial, which really doesn't hurt much. It's just going to have some round leaves with some you know, skinny leaves. These are round leaves, kind of like clover. Yeah, well, but a single round leaf or they a multiple parted, like a three-leaf clover or four-leaf clover? Sing, single, single. That's dichondra. So the 2,4-D okay. will kill it, okay? And the best time to kill it's when the tree's a more dormant and would be spraying it like in, uh, but you know, then you're going to not have any grass under the tree next summer. If you kill a dichondra, you're not going to have anything there next summer because the dichondra is there because it dominates there in the shade in the summertime.
2: That explains it, Dad. You, know, you ever heard so that song, like, let it at be? At least
0: green, live with it. <laughs> yeah, just let it be. <laughs>
2: Okay, good song as well. Let it be. Yeah, thank you.
0: Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, Paul in Scottsdale. Good morning. Is this Paul McCartney? Did you write that Let It Be song? No, I wouldn't be doing that. Okay, (laughs) I wish it was. (laughs) I hey, he used to live in Tucson, you know. Uh, I thought maybe he moved to Scottsdale. No.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I have a raised bed garden. And my pole beans. Mm-hmm. First, they got leaf miners. I took care of that with some neem oil. Now they're getting the um, spots on them. So I pulled those leaves off. what I treated again to get with neem oil?
0: You can. And if you want to use like that spinosad with the neem oil, um, that would be mm-hmm. a good combination.
1: So is it some type of blight? Or is it a fungal
2: disease? Well, or- it
0: can be spider mites. It uh, can get on them pretty bad this time of year. Uh, especially because we had such warm weather in October, so we are having more whites and more thrip and different problems in an unusual fashion because we stayed so warm. But as the weather gets to be more normal, and then you know you could thats a you know pretty biologically safe product to use as the neem oil, and if you combine that with spinosad, which has also got an armory label, um, you know, you're being as organic as you can. It's got a pretty full spectrum of coverage.
1: So, would I buy that by itself, or would I have to buy it spin the saddle with neem oil? No, you have to buy
0: them separate. Okay, and just mix the two, and, and, and you can find directions for mixing the two, but, and they work well together.
1: Okay, um, but the plant's growing well. I, mean, I have four of them, and you know they're six foot high on the on the um, trellis. But now I got these brown leaves, so.
0: Well, I, I would spray them one time, and that should probably do it for the season. Okay. All right. Thanks, Paul. Right, thanks, Bob. Bye-bye. Uh, Bob and Chandler, good morning, Bob. Good morning. How are you? Oh, enjoying the morning. So I have two questions about a table grape plant that I have.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the summer, was going well, and I had lots of grapes, and most of them turned to raisins. Okay. And now, within the last two weeks, I've had a spurt of growth, mm-hmm. and I've got about 20 new sets of grapes on there. And all the old existing leaves are turning brown and beginning to fall
0: off. Well, that's what they're supposed to do, Um, but we Uh had such an odd summer with the heat and different cycles and things that, you know, some plants, like grapes, will bloom in a a different crop. They probably won't make anything, and they should lose their leaves here in January. So, really, with grapes, this is a time of year we're not doing much for them. We want to fertilize them before they leaf out in the spring, and also prune them if you want to get bigger grapes. And if you don't want to grow raisins, uh, so is your idea, Bob, to grow big grapes or raisins, or what are you trying to make? (laughs) Well, just normal table grapes. Okay, so if you want to grow normal table grapes, you want to cut the grapes back in January, okay? And you can look on the internet, but just come up with a main trunk, and you come off with three or four pieces, and you leave like four eyes on each one. So you're going to take Mm -hmm. them way back in size, okay? And then when they flower, they come out flower in the spring, then you could take your hands and just rake it over the flower so you're thinning out how many grapes are on each bunch, and if you want the grapes to be even larger, you can trim the bottoms of them off so that they, uh, each cluster gets more nourishment and gets even larger. But uh, you need to okay. harvest them before they become raisins because all grapes will make raisins. And right. um, if you just get them off a little earlier, you can enjoy the grapes. All righty. Well, thank you very much. Or the raisins. whichever sure you like better. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, uh, let's see. Next, we have Susan in Sin City, then Josh, and then it could be you. The number to call, 602 5827 277-KTAR. Um, give Miss Shura a sure call. We have a visitor in today. We have Xandra in, and some of you probably heard Xandra on the Whitfield Show and other places before. And, and, and so we got two young ladies back to help you. And they're both smiling. Uh, Susan in Sin City, good morning. Good morning,
8: Brian. I am trying to treat my Mexican fan palm for fungus. Okay. I used the monograde disease control about a month ago. And you had also mentioned that I should use a copper sulfate. So I found the bonide powder.
0: Uh-huh. That's it. Uh-huh.
8: And ha- it tells me how to treat cherries and lettuce and, and blueberries. But if anything about these big trees, what is the proportions that I should mix?
0: Well, you want to mix it up until with- it looks about the consistency of milk, okay? So you can put in about a half. Well, if you had to have, if you have mix up a quart, you know, you could put in like a half of a cup. So it's going to be pretty heavy. And you can pour that down into the crown, okay? And then you can pour the rest around the base and water it in. And um, copper is pretty lethal poison, and it uh, it's pretty good at killing fungus. The Monterey Disease Control works well. You could use the two together, um, and it would be fine. But uh, yeah, you could put it in the crown and then down around the base of the tree. And if it's too hard to get it in the crown with that copper sulfate, you could just take it and um, just do it around the base. It should still work. It's systemic.
8: And how many gallons should I be treating it
0: with? Well, or, whenever, or, whenever, you fill up the, whenever you fill up the well, it doesn't, it, the specific, you know, dilution is not going to make that much difference. But if it's a big palm tree, I would probably put two cups in like a five-gallon bucket or two-gallon bucket for around the base and just mix that in and hose it in and it flood the whole well with it so it distributes itself throughout the well. And at the same time you could use a Monterey disease control and you should be set.
8: So two cups for five to five gallons mm-hmm. okay. okay I have no idea I didn't want to overdo it, but I don't want to waste my time putting in too little. And then how how often do I do that? is it once? you know it, it should work
0: stuff? with once one one application you know how should... will
8: I know it if- Okay. Well, you're not going to know
0: so much this time of year because the palm trees are pretty dormant from now until March. But you'll see in March if it start. you know, how the tree starts to come back out and grow. If you'd want uh-huh. to give it a light dose of fertilizer right now, too, would be fine at the same time. Just take advantage of the fact that you're, you know, using the water, and put some fertilizer in with it. And you could use anything from miracle Grow to Super Bloom or, you know, like a lawn fertilizer it would all be great for the palm tree. Okay.
8: Okay. All right. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm worried about it. it. It looks pretty bad.
0: Well, it'll get better, but it's not going to happen quickly. You're going to have to wait till spring.
8: So wait till spring. All mm-hmm. right. But just the one treatment, I should be okay. One treatment I now should arrest the, the, yeah, the fungus.
0: Uh-huh.
8: All right. Thanks so much, Brian.
0: Thanks, Susan. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Josh Lishfield. Then we do have two lines still available. Number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTR. It's Shura and Brian and Troy with the news. Here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM. KTAR with the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show. Uh, Sunday morning out there. Looks like uh, lines are pretty full, but first I have to invite you to Whitfield's. You know what, Whitfield's? We grow trees! And this is our beautiful desert spring. If you need trees any kind, any size, come out and see us. From 15 gallons to big 72-inch box. From citrus trees, ash trees, oak trees, pine trees, fruitless olives... Beautiful mesquites and ironwoods, all kinds of palms and all kinds of sizes from mule palms and queen palms. Well, not queen palms. Don't do all of these more. (laughs) Mule palms and uh, we have beautiful dates and bismarckias and just all kinds of things. We have also a wonderful selection of flowers. And uh, we're open Monday through Saturdays, 8 to 530, Sundays, 10 to 4. Come on and see us for slubs, flowers, plants, trees. And hey, folks, we'll do the digging. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale Avenue. When the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or twenty six forty seventy Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. Woodfill Nursery for four generations growing trees here in Arizona for Arizona's future. Well, let's see. Next up, we have uh, Josh in Litchfield. Hi, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Good morning. Enjoying the morning. It's awfully pretty here in Sunny Slope today. It's beautiful in Litchfield Park, too. So <laughs> Good.
9: I had two questions. Uh, my first one is going to be for pomegranate. I have a pomegranate tree. Um, they go, It's a beautiful tree. It's growing great. Uh, gives off a lot of fruit. But right before they ripen, the interior goes black and they
0: split. Well, Josh, what happens is, uh, you know, a lot of times insects are going back into the bottom of them, and that will cause yeah. like a bacteria to go in there, and that'll start to rot them too. Uh, but splitting... No, I did find one insect. I'm sorry. Go okay. ahead. But splitting is usually caused by being too hot and too dry, like when we had that terrible weather back in uh, July. So it gets uh-huh. so hot, and they're not wet enough, and they stop growing. And then the weather cools, okay. and the, the fruit starts to expand and get bigger again because it's been set for a while, it gets a little crack on the bottom that as the fruit starts to swell and get larger, opens up and then that can cause your black and rotting as well. Okay, so how much water should those be getting right well, about now? Right about now, not so much. But the problem isn't now. The problem was when the heat of the summer last year and pomegranates, because the fruit is growing and expanding so quickly at that time. And even some citrus, like Valencia's and Arizona sweets, will split there in the bottom the same way. And it's because of the weather changes because we were really, really hot and the fruit just stopped. So what you really want to do is pay attention next year when it's hot and really deep soak them, if they're bigger plants, at least once a week. But we're talking getting okay. water down two or three feet deep and as wide as the plant. And if you'll do that okay. um, in addition to whatever drip irrigation things you might have, you'll save the crop. Now, do I need anything for the insects? Because I did find some insects on them. Well, what we normally do commercially, we don't actually grow commercially, but you know what is done commercially most in most California is that they put a bag around them, a little mesh bag or a paper bag. And it basically goes off and it seals the bottom of the plant so that the insects and the birds can't find the fruit as it ripens. And that's usually uh-huh. put on, you know, a couple months ahead of ripening when they're starting to break and change color. Because birds and bugs love pomegranates as much as we do. Right.
9: Okay. And my next question, I've got one tree that I just I I had my dad planted a very, very long time ago, but it's just given so many trees. It's it looks like a string bean. And and it once the seed falls that it turns brown, it just wherever it lands it grows and the roots are so deep and I'm talking about it can grow twenty thirty in a in, in like a month it'll just sprout like crazy.
0: Josh, is that downtown uh, Phoenix or somewhere an older neighborhood? No, no, no. It's out in Litchfield Park, over by Luke Air Force Base. Okay. So um, now this does this it have a
9: feather looking done, leaf on. on it? It has a yes, yeah, almost like a green bean,
0: but flat. Okay. So it's probably Acacia of Seneca. That That's a tree that, you know, when you go to the older parts of Mesa and downtown Phoenix, and uh, you're going to see, you know, hundreds of them in the neighborhoods where they haven't been cleaned out. But, you know, that particular tree does grow really fast, and it reseeds quite easily. And anywhere where the seed falls and finds water, uh, it'll grow. Okay. there's
9: There's any way of getting rid of
0: those? Well, you pretty much have to find the parent tree where all the see the you know beans are coming from, and either pick okay. them all up when they fall right away before they you know get off. You could also probably spray it with a, a chemical that will keep it from called florel, It'll keep it from fruiting as much, but it's still gonna fruit. And uh, okay. you know, but if you leave the beans around, they're gonna come up everywhere. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks, Josh. Bye bye. Uh, let's see, Mike and Mesa. Good morning, Michael.
4: Good morning. Uh, I got a. My question concerns a palo verde tree that blew down and died uh, this summer in July during one of the monsoons, and it's coming back. I had it cut down right to the ground, and the problem is, is that it's coming back, and my wife has decided, well, maybe we can just grow a tree from the from the stump. And right now it looks like about a three or three and a half foot bush. Mm-hmm. Can I do that? And if I do, how do I make a trunk?
0: Well, what you have what? to do is it's going to come out right from the ground. It's going to come out with trunks all around the outside of where the old trunk was, which is called the cambium layer. And there's buds mm-hmm. in there, they're going to pop up, and it can come up with, you know, as many as 30 to 50 little trunks. So you have to pick one if you want it to be a single trunk, or pick a couple if you want it to be a multiple trunk and take everything else off and uh, just keep the others pruned and removed until the, you know, the two or three or the single one you want gets large enough. And um, then you'll have it pretty well set it'll quit suckering after some time.
1: So it...
4: I mean, how
0: long do you think that's going to take from growing? Oh, a year. Home? On a Palo Verde, a Mike, year. about a year. Yeah, depending on what variety it was. The, only, the okay. only risk you have on a Palo Verde is like on the desert museums and some of the new hybrids they are budded, so that the rootstock mm-hmm. would be a Mexican Palo Verde, so it wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. be the same. Did the original tree have thorns or not? No. Okay, so it's probably, you know, it's probably was a desert museum, and it could have been grown from you know, seed, or not from seed, but from cuttings, or it could have been grafted, so you just don't know that until you see what comes, you know, if these put out thorns. but well, By the time they're three or four foot tall, if they're going to have thorns, they'll have them.
4: Sorry. Right. Actually, I, I didn't like the tree very much because it's very costly, you know, it was always growing so much and finally blew over, but uh, my brother-in-law who's passed away planted it 20 years ago, and my wife wants to keep it. So I guess yeah, I'm Mike, stuck I, with it. I think
0: you're yeah. Well, well, at least at least maybe you'll be lucky enough it won't have thorns and those won't stick you as well. Hey, have a nice day. Awesome. <laughs> bye, Mike. Bye, bye. Uh, Gabe in North Phoenix. Hi, Gabe. Yes. Good morning, Brian. Yes, sir.
1: You often uh, ask for people to call in that are growing something different. Uh-huh. Well, I have something kind of different. It's a caster bean tree. Okay. And they were given to me about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There were two of them, and each one had two trunks, which I braided, of course. <laughs> and my main question is, um, I can't find much information about them online, and I was wondering if you could tell me what their, the low
0: end of the hardy, hardiness range is. Well, they can freeze, but they'll come back out. Okay, so we don't really worry about them freezing much. Um, the seeds are toxic. That's what they make rice and poison out of. That's probably. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've, I've learned that. <laughs> but uh,
0: there there's there's two or three different uh, species that are here that are close. I mean, some have a red foliage and some are green. And
1: uh, This is the uh, communia.
0: So is, is the foliage red or
1: green? It's red. Okay. It almost looks like a purple wheat longpiper yeah,
0: type of red. Yeah, and it's a beautiful plant. And, um, yeah, they're neat. You know, and they easy you know, to grow. They're very easy to grow, and they're pretty drought tolerant. And uh, you know, like I say, if they do freeze back, you just cut them back; they'll come right back out. And you know, okay. So they're, I, I think well, they're pretty planned. We used to grow them and sell them at the nursery. We have not probably in about ten years, but um, yeah, yeah, they're these, pretty. These bland.
1: were given. These were given to me, and the last time prior to these being given to me, the last time I'd seen was was like the seventies.
0: Well, there were a lot more. In the 70s, we sold them on a regular basis at the nursery.
1: Yeah, yeah. They were real common back then. Mm-hmm. and I was a kid back then, so they were even neater.
0: <laughs> well, you could shoot them with a the slingshot, you know? Those are perfect slingshot <laughs> ammo. With little beans on them. Yeah, neat plant. Okay, anyway, yeah, I David just wanted Goliath, to know the... You know, you can go out and get them with them. I just want
1: to know the hardiness range.
0: Yeah, they're, they're a good plant. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. We're going to get one more person. Paul and Avondale, we've got one minute.
1: Oh hi Brian. Real quick then. Um I, my my good friends, the Cape Honeysuckles, uh, I think it's time to cut them back. Mm-hmm. They they've been great all summer. They're blooming now with tons of flowers, bees, hummingbirds everywhere, but tomorrow is bulk trash day. No oh, man So uh, what should, I don't know, so you, do I cut these don't, you don't all have the way to back? To cut them back. I I mean, them? Right
0: right now they're 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 being, you know, spectacular. we enjoying the world, they're stretching out. Oh they love the weather. They'll bloom for the next month. I, so I, hold off, hold off for a month. I, then, right? I would, you know, the, and they may freeze back this winter and look terrible. Then it'll be really easy to cut them back. Well, these are
1: the sides of a. I made them a size of a hedge, so they cover all walls mm-hmm. of all the property, every, every single wall. they're nothing but well, hedges of beautiful. Enjoy all the colors. Let
0: the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees be happy for now, and just cut them in this spring. All right, one last question. Mm-hmm.
1: One last quick question. The other one is on the um the, uh, oh I just lost the word. <laughs> it's well, a small I, 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 tree.
0: I can put you on hold. I gotta, gotta, gotta I gotta go right now. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll be right back after the news with the Woodville Nursery Garden show. In the meantime, you can give Sure a call at six oh two-277-5827-277-KTAR.